Hey there, romance nerds. Welcome back to a mini so here with Raging Romantics. And we are so excited because today we have a very special guest joining us. We have the amazing Harlequin author, Carrie Nichols, aka also Carol Opalinski. Carol, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. I'm really excited to get to talk to you today. <laughs> so um, would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Okay, I write for Harlequin Special Edition um, as Carrie Nichols. Um, let's see, I, I've written, uh, my first book ever was The Marine Secret Daughter. And then I have The Sergeant's Unexpected Family, His Unexpected Twins. Yeah, I love all those tropes so much. I love the yeah. types. <laughs> and and uh, my Christmas one was Scrooge of Loon Lake. Mm -hmm. Loon Lake is the small town I set my That's stories cute. in. And I have uh, The Sergeant's Matchmaking Dog. <gasps> Yes. I have to read that now. <laughs> yes. And uh, and uh, my most recent one uh, was The Hero Next Door. Okay. Uh, and and um, I'm going to say, except for the sergeant's matchmaking dog, Harlequin doesn't really let me, usually let me keep my titles. You know, they always say, oh, okay. well, do you have any suggestions? And I'll come up with some suggestions. Mm -hmm. But the whole time I was writing the sergeant's matchmaking dog, in my mind, it was the Marines matchmaking dog. And oh. they switched it to sergeant's, and I was like, that's okay. At least they yeah. got the matchmaking dog in That's there. the important part. That's that why I want to read it. Part. The alliteration yeah. of Marines matchmaking, though, it just rolls off the tongue. I thought so, <laughs> but I don't know. They said, well, they felt it better with being the sergeant. And I'm yeah, like, fair enough. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been an author then? <sighs> all my life, I guess. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember being, you know, writing in notebooks and with crayons saying, I'm going to be an author when I grow mm -hmm. up. Of course, I, oh. um, when I was in my early 20s, back when dinosaurs walked the earth, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you had to, you actually had to type out, <gasps> you know, your manuscript to put it in a box and bring wow. it to the post office. I remember sending a manuscript to Harlequin, actually, mm -hmm. uh, and that was back when they didn't have offices in the U.S. It was in Canada. Mm -hmm. So I sent it off to Canada and I got a um, form rejection letter. Oh, you know, that was OK. But mm -hmm. the, the uh, um, editor had scribbled across the bottom. Um, you're you write very well but you need to develop your author voice and i had no idea what that even meant that was before the internet you know where you could go and look up stuff and so i said well i guess they don't want me and i kept writing but i didn't really do much with it and then i um I, and i and i tried again some more and then i got a job working with um our local newspaper it, it was a weekly one of those that they give away and I wrote what I call what my husband called feel-good stories you know about people and I think I kind of honed my because my editor one time said you're the only one who can make school board meetings sound interesting you know? <laughs> that's like, important yeah I concentrated on the people and then we had to we this was back in Massachusetts then we moved to down to Tennessee for uh, my husband's job and so there went the newspaper job so and then my two boys grew up and then the last one left home and I'm like what do I do now mm -hmm. and I'm like 
well, maybe I should finish that book I've always wanted to write. Oh, that's so nice. So, yeah. So yeah. I did. Yeah, because the, the night my youngest moved out and I came into his empty bedroom and I said, oh, and I started crying. And then I looked around. I said, oh, I have an empty room. <laughs> that's a silver lining. It was a week before he even came back home. It was turned into my home office. <laughs> Just like those commercials, you know, where comes back and their room is something else nice. <laughs> and it took me I would say this was around 2014 I got serious and I started writing and I came I came across um, a pamphlet that said Harlequin was having a contest so you think you can write <laughs> and so I, I did submit my uh, first chapter or something of course the editors didn't <laughs> didn't respond but uh, another person who uh, was writing for Harlequin was a published author. And she said, oh, I loved your chapter. Mm -hmm. She said, "Have you You should send, uh, query my agent. And so mm -hmm. I did. And I sent her, you know, and she said, yeah, I'll look at your manuscript. So I sent her the thing. And within three days, she called me and she said, oh, she said, you're, you know, I read your 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 stuff and she said it it required a telephone call not just an email i loved your characters you know your dialogue they they leapt off the page it was wonderful and i and i kept thinking yeah but i i, I said i hear a bud in there she's yeah she said you have no plot and no content oh, <laughs> oh no there's lots of characters character studies that could be okay yeah yeah, yeah. and so i said well if i learn how to plot and, and figure out conflict will you can i send it in again and she said sure mm -hmm. and she recommended i read goal motivation and conflict by deborah dixon and i had already had the book and i had read it but i studied it and studied it mm -hmm. and i took a whole bunch of plotting classes but they were just just all went over my head mm -hmm. it, it reminded into me, I'm dating myself again, the old Steve Martin, when he used to do stand-up comedy, and he'd say, I'm going to tell you how to become a multimillionaire. First, you go out and you get a million dollars. And that's the way I felt about these plotting classes. Well, you tell me your plot, and then I'll help you, you know, make it better. And I was like, I don't have a plot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I finally took one class with Laura Baker. It was called Turning Points and Other important scenes or something and I said I don't have a plot all I have is this character he feels like this in the beginning and 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 her and then this is how they end and she said okay we can work with that mm -hmm. and and I still have plotting isn't my big thing but I mm -hmm. do know you know the inciting incident and then the first turning point and the midpoint and then the third turning point the dark moment Revel, you know, realization and then the happy ending. So I, yeah. I can do that much anyway. So, yeah, it's so really... I, I Sorry, kept it's... sending back, like I say, I kept sending back after about 18 months, I kept, you know, and, and I'd sent to, to my, the agent that I was hoping to get. And um, she kept saying, ah, you're getting closer, you're getting closer, <laughs> closer, but not quite. And mm -hmm. then she kept saying, okay, you've got got it but the little girl in the marine secret daughter takes over the book um, and i said what am i gonna do you can't i can't get rid of her she's the marine that's the whole secret point <laughs> no yeah in the title <laughs> secret baby without the kid and uh so i i woke up one morning and i said i got it she's going on vacation 
vacation with her grandparents. Oh, nice. <laughs> so she did. And I got rid of her like for two thirds of the book. <laughs> and then, she, you know, I got the romance established and then mm-hmm. she could come home and, and be cute and take well, over. Ex- That's amazing. That's just, I'm really impressed by how much you kept going. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept, you yeah. know, but and especially after she mentioned you know, mm-hmm. special edition. And I was like, yep, no. And I, and I would say when she'd call and say, no, it's not quite ready. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to get this. I said, I don't know how long it's going to mm-hmm. take me, but I'm going to get this. And, yeah. and, and when I did finally meet her in person, the first time she said, I admired your perseverance. Yeah. That's like a lot of grit. Cause yeah. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause it's not, and, and people kept saying to me and all my friends, we all started out together seems like they were all getting published and you know going on to new books and all this and they're what are you working on oh i'm still working on riley and meg you know trying to get it right Mm -hmm. but it eventually and then when she did finally and then she said so in order to figure out how did what the first chapter was supposed to be like i went to the used bookstore and i bought about 25 uh special editions mm. and i read just the first chapter wow. of each one to, to kind of get it in my mind and then when i finally did send it to her she called me back and she said the first thing i'm going to say to you is i'm offering representation and I said, oh, oh, yes yes hey. and then she said and now we have to make changes yeah. <laughs> i said okay I, I was so high by then i was like sure <laughs> tell me what you want and yeah you know, amazing (laughs) and at one point she wanted a romantic kiss and so I did that and she called me the next day and she said Carol I asked you for romance you gave me blood pressure (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness and then she said the hero needs to do something romantic a romantic gesture in the first 50 pages so I'm like trying to think and my husband said well what did she want now I said she wants a romantic gesture in the first 50 pages he said what the heck is that I said that's how come I don't know how to do it oh oh boy (laughs) (laughs) but I figured it out there you go (laughs) and then even after we sent to uh, Harlequin for special edition um we got it already and um she was saying she loved it my the editor and then she sent it back and she said well we just need two changes and I thought oh that's easy (laughs) give the 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 hero more emotional depth (laughs) and uh the heroine she's too much of an eeyore you need to make her you know, more of a tigger. Oh. <laughs> so I, I tried and the agent sent it back. No, nah, you've gone a little too far with her. So I <laughs> reeled it back in again. And I finally got the mm-hmm. right. And that was in 2016. Okay. And it was in December. And okay. uh, the uh, agent called and said, they've made an offer. <laughs> and That's then she nice. called me back. The, and I said, she said, do you have anything else? I said, well, yeah, I've got this other story. And she called back the next day. She said, they want both of them. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. So how, how long did it actually take you to make that book then? Because you just described a lot of changes. Like two years. Yeah, I, I would say, oh, oh, let's see, 18 months of, yeah. of purposely making changes. Before that, mm-hmm. I had been writing it for about an, a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, where, but these characters just, they just wouldn't leave me alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know. And I had belonged to a writing group and we used to write like, um, 
we we meet once a month and it'll be like well write a 250 words you know and that's how he the hero riley cooper mm -hmm. was born i had written 250 words about i think it was um had to do with um your best friend calls and says bring a shovel and a tarp and you're like okay <laughs> you know I mean, yeah. That is a great writing prompt. I'm like a friend. <laughs> he brought the shovel and a tarp, but he, he ended up being a, a romance hero. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, everybody knows by now through this mini so that you published with Harlequin. Yep. Um, and in the journey of getting representation and getting your offer, has there been anything that's really stood out for you in the journey of getting published? Um, I'm deviating from our set list of questions. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, just that how, right, actually the act of rewriting, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, you just have to keep at it and mm -hmm. keep rewriting. And, and, and what actually I entered a lot of contests and what surprised me the most when I got my first set of real edits from an editor was she didn't mention all the things that all these contest judges ding me for. Oh, you used um, uh, adverbs and you did this and you did that. And, you know, and I, it surprised me. And I think I said to her something about that. And she's, oh, we, we care about the story. You know, I mean, they want good writing, but she mm -hmm. says we care more yeah. about the story than whether or not you've used an adverb. <laughs> right. Yeah. In our um, full length episode, the first full length episode of this month, we talked about um, like the journey, like just a general journey of what traditional publishing looks like and the different levels of editing within. And I feel like my best friend's an editor and she's probably yelling at me right now, like, Jackie, I've told you this a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> that they're more concerned, like you just said, with the story than with like the basics, because if it gets to the point where like the basics of your writing are that terrible, yeah. then there's bigger fish to fry. They're, they're not even, yeah, they're not yeah. even going to look at it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I read but, books um, for the plot. I can't say I've ever really noticed a bad adverb. I probably no. would not recognize a bad adverb. I'm sure my English <laughs> teachers would be very disappointed in me. It's like there are typos in traditionally published books and all bestsellers the all the mm -hmm. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you just it's, read over it. No, like your brain just. Yeah. Brady losses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, in Scrooge of Loon Lake, and I only found it by accident, was um they left off in the printed version uh like two paragraphs from page mm -hmm. eight. Oh. And I mean I cried and cried and cried. There's <laughs> nothing they could do about it. The books had already, you know, been printed yeah. and they were and I'm not Nora Roberts, so they wouldn't yeah. call them back, you know. It was like sorry. The queen. So I had postcards made up and every, I went all everywhere oh. I could find the book. I put a postcard in saying, mm -hmm. This is what was supposed to be on the page. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, but now nobody ever really wrote to me and said, Hey, I didn't understand this, this part, you know? Yeah. But. So we talk a lot on the podcast about the difference between indie and traditionally published people. Was there a reason why you decided to go the traditional route when you, it came to publishing your work? Um, only mostly because, um, of when that agent called me and she mm -hmm. said all those things, I was just decided, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, play it out to the end with her and see what mm -hmm. happens, you know, and, okay. and, and people kept saying to me, you know, other writers, I mean, you know, they, 
they didn't do it to be mean or anything. They said, well, what if you keep rewriting this? And she still says no. I said, well, then she says no. But the way I looked at it was she I was taking a chance that, you know, I would do what she wanted and she would sign me. She was also taking a chance, giving me all this advice yeah. and information and that I wouldn't take it and go somewhere else, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah. I figured we both had a stake in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I say, I would, um, I have all these ideas in my head that I, oh, I could self-publish this up, but I can't write fast enough. To, okay. <laughs> it yeah. just takes me too long. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The most successful indie authors out there are the ones who like quick publish and yeah, release. It feels like, like they publish like once a month, if not monthly, month. then mm -hmm. yeah, it's quarterly. over and over and I can't, I can't turn That's around. That's a hard schedule. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 Cause it, it takes me takes me a while because I, I agonize over every word it feels mm -hmm. like some yeah days, yeah you know yeah. and it just yeah so we talked a little bit about your journey like developing your plot and working with editors is there anything any other advice you would give to writers looking to get into publishing or even who are starting their querying process um hmm. don't give up I know that's kind of cliche, but I, I, really. I think that's really important though, because you obviously didn't get up and I'm sure there's like- I didn't like, give up. Yeah. yeah. For... I mean, and I could have, the, the first, I'm not saying there was anything bad about that first manuscript that I sent to, to my agent, you know, but it just wasn't developed enough. I mean, mm -hmm. I could have just said, oh, look, I've got this story and mm -hmm. hurried up and put it out there and- you know, I really think you need to develop. Yeah, to develop and to learn. And yeah. And and it also helped me too, because I heard no so many times that mm -hmm. now when I get a no, it's like, oh, okay, I'll try something else. Where somebody who I know somebody who, you know, first time they sent it off, they got published. And then, you know, they kept getting published. And then all of a sudden they were hearing no and they were like, well. What do you mean no? <laughs> you know, I was like, well, yeah, that's what what yeah. happens, you know. So I think that helped hearing no. Mm -hmm. Isn't always the, the end of the world. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to learn. Yeah. 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 I I, th I thought it was anyway. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, I mean, yeah, you still and even published authors doesn't it just because and you know, one thing I thought, oh, once I got that first book written and Got, you know, it's published. I thought it was going to get easier to write books. Mm -hmm. It gets harder. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, but it does. Mm -hmm. It just gets harder. And hard. I think it's because the more you know, the when, when I didn't mm -hmm. know what I was doing, I could just go ahead and write and write and write because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Now that I know what I'm supposed to be doing, it makes it a lot harder. Level of expectation. Yeah. The bar has been up. raised. Yeah, yeah. So don't, you know, if you've and and one thing I've learned is it's very important to finish your manuscript. Mm. Even if you think, oh, it's never gonna get published, finish it because the act of finishing teaches you a lot. Mm. You know, not just that you can do it, but sometimes at the end of the book you find out things, oh, I could put this in the front of the book and you know mm. that. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Are you still in your writing groups too? Yeah, on different writing groups now, mm -hmm. but yeah, and well, and there's um, 
some of us that found each other during the pandemic oh, that's nice. and we we do well we call them sprints we get together mm -hmm. um one group i get together three days a week and and we do writing sprints and talk you know about writing and then uh the other two days um i two other ladies um that write for harlequin in england and we get together and mm -hmm. okay so and and it's good because it keeps I'm and I'm an extrovert so having mm. to, to to do all this shutdown was hard for me so being able to do things on Zoom helped yeah Lisa K Adams said the same thing because she used to like to go to coffee shops and write and she was like I don't know how to write anymore so mm -hmm. she turns on ambient sound and ambient sound oh, yeah. yeah yeah that's yeah so I'm just so glad that I found mm -hmm. these ladies and you know. It's really yeah. nice. I'm glad you guys have each other. Yeah, yeah. That's really because, sweet. That's like you're cute. <laughs> and it's there's only things you can talk about with other authors. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I wouldn't want to be saying things to a person who isn't published yet, because I knew when I was published and you hear an author, you know, gripe about something, and you think, I would give anything to be in your shoes, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's it's easier with yeah. other published authors i think to mm -hmm. you know because not everything goes <laughs> you know the way you want it to go and, yes. and or when the editor doesn't get the joke you wrote in your manuscript mm -hmm. says, no we can't use that joke because you know you mentioned a, a disney character or something in there oh, <laughs> licensing and yeah. you know and it's like now what do i do that was mm -hmm. my you know so <laughs> Okay. So that's yeah. <laughs> so where can we find you on social media if we want to learn more okay. about your books? I'm uh I have a carrynichols.com, although I will say <laughs> that the website right now, my oldest son is supposed to be redoing it for me. So it's kind of out of date and old, but they can find me at carrynichols.com or on bookbub, um, author Carrie Nichols and Instagram, author Carrie Nichols. And um, I'm on Facebook, author Carrie Nichols. Um, and let's see, where else? Um, oh, and uh, I'm on Twitter too, but I, I didn't change my Twitter handle when I adopted my um, my pen name. So it's at Carol Opal, but it, it'll say mm -hmm. Carrie Nichols on it. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll make sure to link all of those in the show notes so everybody can just go right there and click mm -hmm. it and they'll be taken right to you. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and I, I love hearing from people too. I just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, they, I don't think people, uh, readers send um, fan mail as much as they used to. No, I think it's reviews on Goodreads now, mostly. Yeah, I think they figure you know? well. You and I, and that's another thing. If you get published, don't read your reviews. Yeah, it's really for you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I some because you can get ninety nine wonderful reviews, and then that one bad review, and it's like that's the one that sticks in your yeah. mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just yeah, it, it's hard, but yeah, I try not to. <laughs> but yeah, they can, and if they want to follow me on Bookbub, I'm, okay. you know. That would Excellent. be great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And our final question of the day. Okay. Are you working on anything right now? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's due next month. It's it, it doesn't have a title yet, but it's um 
He's a, it's got a dog in it. It's a, it's actually, yes. it's a three-legged dog. Aww. It's a three-legged dog. I know, I know. But the hero is, um, the, the hero is uh, an amputee too. So, oh, that's great. And, nice. and the dog is gonna, what, what the, I mean, cause if you see three-legged dogs, they, I mean, they do everything. They don't, yeah. they don't consider themselves disabled or any of that. And so he's going to teach the hero, not, uh, not to mourn what you lost and what was yesterday, to live for today and be happy nice. in what, what you've got still. And, and the heroine is kind of a worry ward about the future. And so he's mm -hmm. going to kind of teach her, you know, live for today. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on the good stuff. <laughs> so everybody has something to learn from each other. Yeah, yeah yeah so that yeah yeah and they're, they're, and, and i always write um, most all my stories have like uh, dogs although the last one had kittens in it <laughs> mayhem and mischief were the two kittens <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> yeah and this one um and i have usually have that one didn't have any kids in it but uh this one does has a little girl mm -hmm. phoebe that's yeah. awesome all right well we will definitely keep an eye out for that mm -hmm. one then and i just have to ask out of curiosity does your husband know what a romantic gesture is now? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, well, actually, um, he now that he's retired, he does the laundry and he does the vacuuming. Oh, that's and romantic to me. That's it. Said, I hate that that's stuff. romantic gesture <laughs> right is. there. So, okay. So I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, Carol, thank you so much for joining us on Raging Romantic. Yes, this was fun. This was really informative. Thank yeah, you so much for giving us good. a little I, I hope, process. Yeah. It was awesome. I, I, you know, sometimes when people ask me questions, it's like, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I, I, I learned what con conflict was. But if you ask me, well, what's the conflict in your book? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I have trouble defining it. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody go check out the show notes make sure send Carol an email. I'm yeah. sure she would love it. Follow love, her on BookBub. I love hearing from, you know, because I did one, one, actually, I think it was just a review and which I probably shouldn't have read, but it made me <laughs> cry. Um, oh. The Scrooge of Loon, like the little boy in it is nonverbal. And um, somebody wrote and said, uh, my daughter is nonverbal and you broke my heart in the very best way. Oh, oh the best way. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, it wasn't. A, yeah, she said you mm. broke my heart in the very best oh, way nice. possible. Yeah. All right. So beautiful. <laughs> well, on that note, we will draw this to a close. Jen, what do we always say? Rage on! Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you.